everybody. Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Saul Marquez here, and I'm so excited to introduce today's guest to you. His name is Jason Hannon. He holds a position of Chief Executive Officer and Executive Director at Mainstay Medical International and Chief Executive Officer. And Mr. Hannon is also on the board of OrthoFix Medical. And in his past career, he held a position of President and Chief Operating Officer at Nuvasive and Executive Vice President and International at Nuvasive. Just an incredible innovator and a, and a fantastic leader in medical device. And now, changing the game again in the space of pain. So Jason, such a pleasure to have you here on the podcast today. Thanks, all Great to be here. And uh, for, for all the good work we've been doing the last, it's taken 14 years to get to this point. Um, happy to share it with you. Ah, so excited. And so, you know, before we dive into Mainstay Medical and how you guys are changing the game there, what inspires your work in healthcare? Tell us a little bit about that. So I came to healthcare um, really by happenstance. I'm uh, for the, the bizarre background to do what I do today. I'm a, I'm a lawyer by training. Um, I came into the uh, workforce basically during the tech boom in the, the mid to late 90s and ended up um, in on the West Coast being a corporate lawyer, helping people raise venture capital and go public. Um, and it was all healthcare clients that I worked with. And so I came to it that way. Um, Nuvasiv was actually one of my very, very early clients um, and quickly developed an affinity in healthcare. Just it's it's no more complicated than, you know, at the end of the day, if if we do our jobs right, some poor soul is wheeled into an operating room and comes out substantially better for it. And that's just that's become something that I can't I can't live without in terms of work um, that that secondary purpose. And anyway, that's that's. I, I, once I got a taste of it, that's what I wanted to be part of and, and ended up going straight from there into Nuvasiv for a very long time. And uh, we'll never leave this industry as long as I, I still keep working. That's fantastic, Jason. Yeah. And and folks, I, I had a chance to to overlap Jason during his time at Nuvasiv, uh, got to experience him as 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 a leader uh, and, and just, just incredible work and, and somebody that I admire tremendously. Um, and, and today, uh, the, the work that you're doing, Jason is focused still in the pain, uh, area, but, but I'd love for you to level set with us. Talk to us about how mainstay medical, you and the team there are adding value to the healthcare ecosystem. So this is a different approach to helping patients with back pain. Um, the way I think about it is, um, if if I'm a, a a pain physician or a spine surgeon who who treats people with back pain, um, the majority of patients who come through my door have pain of a mechanical origin. It's in their back. It's not they don't have compressed nerves, so their pain radiates down their legs. It's in their back. It's what most people suffer with. The treatment options are not great. You basically you manage their chronic pain. You manage it through drugs, you manage it through hopefully physical therapy, uh, other interventions. Some of these patients go on to get surgery, but that, they're not the ones who do well with surgery. It's, it's a management, chronic management process, and it's tough. Um, and it is who fills up the clinics of these, these physicians. We've taken a different approach. Uh, we have a, a wonderful founder named Danny Sachs who did the initial research trying to figure out what this group of patients who suffer from back pain have in common. 
And what, what resulted is the device we now call Reactivate, but it's, it's, it's the first therapy truly focused on cause, truly focused on trying to identify why a group of these patients suffer the way they do and trying to actually reverse the cause. And it's why we call it a restorative treatment. Um, it's rehabilitative in the way it functions, but the patients who respond, ultimately, um, what, the way I think of it is, what's possible with this therapy in terms of the quality of an outcome, returning someone back to fully functional life that they haven't experienced in sometimes decades, isn't possible with other therapies. When you're just managing chronic pain, you're just trying to get a patient through the day. Um, and so the value we're adding to the system is we have patients and, and not onesie twosies, 40, 50, 60, 70% of our patients are back to the ability of, you know, 50 mile bike rides. Uh, people are running marathons, back to work full-time wow. who hasn't been back to work full-time in 20 years, um, caring for grandchildren, all the activities of daily life to a different degree. And, and we can get into the details of how, but that's the value being added. It's It's truly identifying the cause of why some people suffer and giving them an option to reverse it. That's fantastic, Jason. And, you know, it, it's it's no more chasing the symptoms. Get to the cause. Find out exactly what's happening. Talk to us about what makes this different and better than traditional approaches. So um, different and better. Um, uh, probably be practical, the way to think of it. Again, if I'm the clinician and a patient comes through my door, how do I figure out if you're a reactivate candidate? Um, we've we've learned uh, how to track the history. So you, you absolutely with back pain, you want patients to go through conservative treatments. If you can respond to physical therapy, please, please, please go and and work hard at physical and physical therapy hurts. Please work through the pain. That's the only way you're going to get back to uh, decent health on your own. And, and all of those things should be tried. Um, Reactivate is different in that uh, it requires participation from the patient. This isn't, you don't go into surgery and then pray your surgeon does a great job and come out much better for it. Uh, it's, it requires participation from the patient. So it's different in that patient activates this therapy twice a day, 30 minutes each time in the morning and at night. It becomes part of their daily routine, um, almost like physical therapy, uh, almost like a, a significant workout program. And ultimately, we are through neural stimulation, we are activating a muscle. That muscle's sole purpose, the multifidus muscle, is to generate stability, create stability in your spine. Keep the segments of your spine from being hypermobile because that mobility hurts. Mm -hmm. And when you, you the patient interacts with the therapy over weeks and months, we see this stability return, and then the patients resolve from their underlying symptoms of pain. That's it's fundamentally different. Um, I will tell you, clinicians hear about this therapy and they they nod their head and they completely understand, and then they go back to practicing medicine the way they've practiced medicine. Um, and it takes two, three, four, five, six interactions to really get people to see it because it is different. Um, it is better, but it is different. And and you know who likes change, right? Not not that many people really like change. Yeah. Well yeah. said. Yeah. And, and, and being able to, to get people to understand the value here is critical. So I'm glad we're spending time on this, Jason. Let's, let's dig into outcomes and, and how things have gotten better. I understand there's a, there's a three-year study now, uh, three-year re research uh, results. Talk to us about some of the specifics that have come out of that. 
So we've invested um, an unbelievable amount of money in clinical research. That's uh, the, the, the view when this business was started from the original team and the investors was, if we're going to create an entirely new class of therapy, which is what Reactivate is, it's an entirely new class of therapy. It's got to be driven by research uh, or it'll never be adopted. It'll never be paid for. Um, and so uh, early feasibility study was performed uh, in humans. Uh, then a single arm study of 50 patients to make sure that the therapy works. That's what ultimately got us access to the European market with that study. And then a big 200, per, 200 plus patient uh, level one study that was done internationally, US, Australia, European sites. That's what led to FDA approval. Um, and about seven additional clinical studies we have going on now. Like this will be a research driven therapy uh, forever in time going forward. Um, Best data I can share. So we're about to have uh, in publication the three-year results from that big study. Um, and we take patients at baseline. So our patients were 7.3 VAS pain scores. So when you when you classify pain scores, that is severe pain. Uh, fully classified as severe pain, right on the border of moderate to severe disability. Um, younger patient population. So our average patient in these studies was 47. Um, and 14 years of chronic pain. Wow. So the, the, the natural history will tell you these patients are not going to spontaneously resolve, get better, or go back to work. 40% um, of them are on opioids when they started the study. Just about 100% had been on opioids. This is chronic, long-term, non-resolving back pain. Um, and fast forward out to three years, the average patient, patient is about 2.3 on the pain scale which uh, anything below a 2.5, you people generally call a remitter or resolution of back pain, mm -hmm. average patient at that point. Um, more than 70% of the patients have either dramatically reduced or stopped taking their opioids. Um, and we roughly 80% of them are responders to the therapy, meaning uh, huge reduction in pain, huge improvement in disability. Um, and Interesting stat for people, we measure quality of life on the EQ5D, so the internationally recognized health-related quality of life scoring system. Uh, the average patient in this study almost reaches the U.S. population norm. So just the average person running around in the U.S., uh, we get people back to that level. It's, it's pretty incredible to see. And to see this out to three years, for those of us who've spent our careers in back pain, it Patients are not better at three years than they were at one year in back pain treatments, but that's what we're seeing. It's, it's incredible to see. Wow. Yeah. That, that's tremendous, Jason. It's, uh, it's the opposite of what you would expect and, and really impactful to, to think about the underlying things that, that happened too, that, that look, we we're, we're through COVID, but the opioid epidemic hasn't gone anywhere. In fact, it's worse. Mental health is worse. And you're talking to me and, and you're talking to the audience here about a therapy that makes all of that better. Yep. I, I, I'll I tell know. you, we've, we've, seen, <laughs> we've, we've seen what's happened with the opioid epidemic, um, which frankly was going the other direction. I mean, going in a, a trending in a more positive direction right. pre-COVID. COVID's made it worse. Um, and these patients, chronic back pain sufferers are often the number one cause or number one reason for prescription of opioids. It's, it's the number two reason people go to the to the doctor, and it's the number one reason people miss work. Like this is a 
unfortunately, when you look at these patients, you don't see back pain, right? They're not wearing a cast. They didn't have a broken bone. Uh, you don't see back pain. It's, it's this massive drag on society, productivity, health, mental health. Um, so I totally agree with you. And it just, if, if we're able to identify a sliver of these patients and get them back to full activity, that's a huge value to the system. Tremendous. Tremendous. Thank you for sharing there. And, and so, you know, it's been clinically focused, driven. You got the FDA approval here in the States. Uh, there's opportunities to continue growing. But as as you guys have, have been working on this for so long, what's been one of the biggest setbacks and a, and a key learning that you uh, took out of that? So I would say the biggest learning, uh, the, the philosophical way to say it is shifting from a research organization to a commercial organization is hard. Mm -hmm. um, and it the, the team that's running it and doing all this great research is viewed views that the research is going to translate into the market and physicians are going to understand it. And it doesn't work that way. Uh, it, you, you running a clinical study, it's one thing to get a site to be willing to be involved in a clinical study. Very interesting research, novel therapy. People want to be part of that. Um, at the end of the day, though, we're changing behavior. The biggest learning is, and, and I, don't, I don't know how to do it uh, faster or better, but the biggest learning is there are, there are patterns in the way back pain patients are treated. When they go to the doctor, there are patterns, and we have to break those patterns in order to identify the right patients. Um, unfortunately, in our system, if, if you and I, Saul, have the same back pain symptoms, and we go to two different clinics, for relief from our symptoms, we're very unlikely to get the same treatment paradigm. Uh, we're very unlikely to get sent down the same pathway. That's just back pain because there aren't great solutions. We have to, we've educated clinicians, I think, really well on the therapy, how it works, the clinical data, and people are compelled by the therapy. The learning was we didn't immediately focus on here's the prescriptive way you integrate this therapy into your practice. Here's how you identify the patient. Here's how you send them down the right pathway. That's what we're doing now. We've had some European experience early on that helped us learn that lesson. That was Germany where we launched first. I think we've refined it a bit in Australia and the UK. And now we're trying to implement all those learnings in the US. Uh, and um, there's significant learnings, but it is all about a new therapy doesn't just sort of find its home inside of a physician's practice. You have to make it prescriptive. Love it. Yeah, I appreciate that. And there's, there's a lot of examples of this, right? I mean, uh, that, that, that we've, we've gone through in, in, in healthcare. Um, Exif was one of those things, right. That, that we, we dealt with it. Yep. Um, and, and so you, you've been there and done that. Um, and so I think it's exciting to, to have a leader like you that's been there and done that to ha help pave the way uh, for mainstay here for as a solution for, for clinicians and patients in the future. What, what are you most excited about today? So uh, uh, the patient outcomes are the most exciting. Like I, I can't, I get goosebumps just being able to talk about it. This is, um, we, we talked about it before, to have patients statistically better at three years than they were even at one year. We, we all know in back pain, when you intervene with a patient, you expect the patient to be doing pretty well at a year. Even major surgery, they've, they've recovered from that in the first six months, and they really start to improve. Um, we, we all can't, though, say with confidence that we believe the patient's going to even be as well at three years as they were at one, let alone better. 
and our patients are meaningfully better at three years. It speaks to the restorative nature. Um, so the excitement is continuing to show that and continue to refine who the right patient is. We obviously have a very high response rate to the therapy. But that's just, it's exciting to see patients better than they were, you know, even when they remember themselves being in, in a good place. So that's, that's exciting. Um, it's exciting to build a therapy. Uh, it's exciting to be able to go out and bring people in from prior lives who you know are great and can have a huge impact to, to grow at the speed we're going to grow. And, and a new therapy that has uh, the potential we have is we're going to grow rapidly for many years. We're going to be under-resourced every day. Like you, you, can't, you can't grow at one rate and, and resource ahead of it, or you never will. Great people are the way we get there. And, and the commonality we have is just the passion for the clinical aspect and, and bringing those people in and building this team has been awesome so far. And we're just getting started. Love it, Jason. And uh, so excited for, for what's to come as well. Uh, thank you. Thank you for, for what you are doing. Thanks for sharing the work that you and the team are working on. Before we conclude here, I, I'd love if you could just leave the listeners with a closing thought and then the best place that they could learn more about reactivate mainstay and all the great things that you guys are doing. So I would say closing thought is this is a, uh, it's an overused term, but this is a paradigm shift. Um, it's a paradigm shift for spine surgeons. It's a paradigm shift for interventional pain physicians who we're going to saying, we now, we're not asking you to manage the chronic pain of your patient. We're help, we're asking you to identify the right one and help hopefully resolve it. Um, and that paradigm shift is a huge opportunity. Uh, it's a lot of work. It's not easy. Um, but the opportunity for patients is massive. And we're going to activate patients directly and let them know that there are new now options for them. Um, and I think, you know, if people want to learn more, our website is very, very patient focused. Come on, learn, learn about it at, at a basic level. Um, animations, videos. Um, uh, I think you'll get a good, a good sense of it. We've been getting to trade shows. Look up the publications. Uh, I would say in, in our industry generally, research has not been um, uniformly invested in, probably is the, is the nice way to say it. Uh, go read the studies. Uh, there's, there's great clinical literature, literature out there. Um, and for the physicians, um, come learn, come genuinely learn something new that can change your practice. It can, it can teach you to help patients who you today can't help. And I would tell you, spine surgeons, have generally tried to, to not have these patients come to their practice because by definition, we don't, we don't do surgery. Our implant is not appropriate for someone who has a surgical indication. That's who the surgeon is typically used to see. Hmm. Now we can help them treat those patients. So it's, it's good for their practice, good for their, their overall approach to patient care. Um, come learn. Uh, the website's a great place to get it, uh, mainstaymedical.com, um, or call me. I'm happy to take your call. Love it. Jason, thank you. And folks, if something today resonated with you, which it better have, <laughs> because there's a lot that did, um, don't just sit there and listen, take action, because that's how we make change happen. That's how we improve outcomes. Jason, thank you so much. Really appreciate you spending time with us. Awesome. Saul, thanks for the interest in, uh, in your time as well. 